Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm chatting all about intermittent fasting and how to know if it's right for you. The Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. We are going to cover um, intermittent fasting, and I have you know, kind of a little bit of an outline of what I want to talk about and some various ideas and different ways that you can fast. So we're going to cover today what are the benefits, the factors that determine our fasting window, who should not fast, uh, is it damaging to our adrenals or is it helpful? Uh, when we're menstruating, should we be doing it? Uh, what breaks technically the fast and then long-term fasting and when when or like how long or how do I know when to stop that? So we're going to chat about all of that today. Um, but first, you might hear my voice. I'm like, oh, I got a cold. I knew I should have made more fire cider. I have not had a cold all winter long and I've survived even the spring until just obviously late April. Um, and my son sneezed in my face like five times last week and he had a cold and I caught it. So I should have made more fire cider when I was thinking about it in February and I was like, no, you don't need any more. Um, and if you don't know what that is, just, I prefer to make my own rather than buy it from the store. It's not that challenging to make, you know, you have to, it sits for a month though. So when you get all the ingredients together, um, which is basically like your pepper, horseradish, jalapeno, um, what else? Garlic, onions, and then you top it off with some apple cider vinegar and some turmeric and some other stuff that you throw in there and you let it sit in your counter for a month and then you drain out all of the excess um, you know, meat that's in there and then you have the juice just sitting on your counter and then you take that anytime you feel like um, you could be getting sick. So like when my son had a cold, I, used, I would take a tablespoon or two tablespoons every time and that saved me all winter. So um, clearly I should have made more. But that's why I, uh, that's why I'm a fan of that and doing some of that, um, yourself. Cause I've had a friends who bought it from the store and it wasn't quite as effective. Um, plus getting your hands dirty and making your own, um, you know, medicine is always, I think beneficial cause you can kind of really see what goes in it and, you know, the care and the love that you put into that stuff. So this is why it also kind of pertains to our fasting because it's all about taking care of yourself in a different way. So let's kind of switch then into what is intermittent fasting. And I'm going to talk about this from an Ayurvedic lens at first, but not all of the ways that I'm going to talk about today are necessarily Ayurvedic. Um, so intermittent fasting uh, is it's really beneficial. So there's two ways, again, to look at this in the Ayurveda lens. You can think of it as a cleanse, which I discussed about last, I think, solo episode. And a cleanse is great to do during this kapha time of year. And that's where you might go deeper. So a deeper fast or deeper into um, really setting out rules of what you want to consume. Typically, it's a lot of kitchery. Now, a daily intermittent fast can last anywhere from 12 to 16 hours, such as an early lighter dinner and then um, when you wake up with the sun, you wouldn't eat again until, you know, 10 o'clock. So let's say we're done with eating dinner by 6 p.m. That means we wouldn't eat again until 6 to 10 a.m. would be the windows. So if you're new to it, I usually have clients start with um, just a 12-hour window. So just to kind of get that. And then once you've gotten the 12 hours, then maybe you increase it to 12 and a half or 13 and you kind of find your sweet spot. So some days, like if I work out uh, in the mornings, which I tend to, I usually will. I'll need something a little bit faster and I don't always make it the full 16 hours. And then days that I don't work out, 
um, in the morning, heavily workout, like a hardcore workout for myself, uh, I can last a little bit longer just because my body doesn't need that energy and that food as much as it does after a hardcore workout. So that's how I'd kind of set it up in your life is to look at what your current routine is and how can it fit into your lifestyle. So that is, um, that is something that is recommended to do daily. So that is the first one. And that's kind of a daily window fasting, that 12 to 16 hours. And it's a great way to start. So if this is brand new to you, that is a perfect one just to, um, you know, get a good idea of, okay, that sounds, that sounds doable. Now I'm going to talk about a couple other ones that you can do, and then we'll get into more of the details. Um, after I go through these four, three other different ones. And if you're thinking, uh, I would love to see this in writing. I have this all written out at, on my blog post for this episode. So it's just andreaclawson.com backslash podcast 188. So if you want to see this kind of written out, if you're a visual person, because I know I am, um, this could be a way that you kind of just plug into that website and you kind of read what I'm talking about today. So the next option for an intermittent fast is skipping meals. So I know this could be like, whoa, what? She said to skip meals. Because uh, this isn't necessarily taught to us, you know, like skipping breakfast. I even did a, a YouTube video like probably seven years ago now about why breakfast is for champions. Now, fast forward, I don't necessarily believe that's true anymore. So this is where some of those things kind of evolve and change as we do. So if you want to skip breakfast, maybe that's something that you're not hungry in the morning and you don't work out until later in the afternoon and you easily can make it till lunch and you just don't feel that craving, that is okay. That is an option for a fast. Uh, maybe you want to skip lunch. Personally and Ayurvedically, that's not the best time to skip. That's the meal you actually really, Ayurvedically speaking, don't want to skip because that 10 to 2 window is when our digestion is the strongest. And so um, we really can process and work through anything we're eating. So that's a great time to have that big meal. But if you need to skip lunch um, for whatever reason and you find your ravenous dinner time, which is common, you know, maybe you had breakfast, you skip lunch and you have dinner, but you tend to overeat at night. That would, that would be something I would not suggest for you because you fasting. You want to make sure you're still having, um, hunger, but not hunger to the point where you just devour everything in sight because you've starved yourself. That's not, that's not the goal of these. Um, same thing for dinner. Like maybe you just skip dinner. So maybe you have a breakfast and lunch and then you don't have dinner. Also common, and that one is more Ayurvedically speaking sound um, than skipping the lunch. So that's an idea of skipping meals. Personally, I don't necessarily practice this one. Um, just doesn't fit into my lifestyle the way the daily window fasting does. So that 12 to 16 hours, that one works better for me. But this could work better for you know you if you're like, yeah, skipping meal. That sounds that sounds something that's um, you know I could do easily. Now another another fasting idea is the alternative day fasting. So eating 25% of your calories one day and then regular the next. So an example would be five, 500 calories on your fast day if you're regularly eating 16 to 2,000 calories on just your general day. So on the fasting days, your workout would be a little bit lighter. So something with the walk or yin yoga. And then you can do your hard workouts on the days they're eating regular. Again, personally, for me, this is not, um, not one that I subscribe to. Um, but again, this could work for people. I know it works for, I've had it work for people. And um, if this is the way that you can say, yeah, that works, that would work well for me. Um, I just know that for me, going back and forth between little and big, it's just my, my brain has a tough time saying, yeah, now let's go little and then let's go big. It just, 
I just have a tough time switching between those two gears. So that's why it doesn't work for me. But if you're wired differently, that could be a great option of a, you know, fasting to try. And again, for that one, you can do it. Um, maybe you just do it for a month. Maybe you do it for a week or two weeks. Um, you can do it long-term. And then all of these don't have any long-term um, effects, like in terms of negatively. So if that's something that you're thinking about doing, that's something to try. Now, the last one, this is one that I'm actually thinking about playing with um, personally. It's a 24-hour fasting. So you're going to pick a day of the week to fast, typically the same day. So say Mondays. So every Monday is going to be your fast day. So you're not going to, you're not going to eat the entire day then. So from breakfast Monday, you're having nothing until breakfast on Tuesday. Um, and that would be something to play with. So for me, how I'm going to play with this, um, I'm going to pick a day. I haven't decided which day yet. I have to really get clear on my schedule. Cause I, I don't want to fast obviously, um, the day where I have a hardcore workout plan. Cause that would not be advised. You want to do something lighter. So for me, I might pick um, Sunday at noon. So Sunday lunchtime, that's my last meal. Then I wouldn't eat again until Monday at lunchtime. That sounds a lot more doable for me than just taking and saying, nope, I'm not going to eat all day Sunday. So having that um, time frame from lunchtime one day to lunchtime the next, it just seems a little bit more doable in my mind. I'm like, okay, so I'm really only skipping you know, my evening meal and my breakfast, which I don't tend to have a heavy breakfast anyway. So for me that, or even dinner, so that feels good to me. And that's something that's really doable. So I'm going to play with that. I haven't decided again, which day, but I, that is something that's on my list actually to start playing with and kind of mapping out, um, you know, how I feel and really dive into this and see, and that's a great long-term something, a long-term fast that you can incorporate, you know, throughout your entire life. Now, if you're listening, I've actually had one of my, um, a naturopath doctor that I know she was, she was chatting with me and she was on, I think day five of a 12 day fast. And I'm talking only water or just like bone broth. I don't even think she had bone broth. I think it was just liquids. So just her water, like no calories for 12 days. She said her first three days were you know, horrible and they were hard, but then now on day five, she was much better. Now, mind you, as we're talking, her stomach is growling. And so I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that's advisable or not. So she was playing with it because she said before she gives something to anyone, um, to any of her patients that she's working with, she wants to see how her body does. So I totally get that. Um, I, again, I'm not advising that. And that is something that did not come up in my research while I was doing this. So uh, that would be something that's a little bit more hardcore. Uh, definitely not. If you're a consistent you know, workout person, that would not go well with routines because you're going to need some calories if you're going to do some um, heavier lifting and some heavier workouts. So I just wanted to share it with, share it with you because you're going to probably discover other ways to intermittent fast. And for me, these, the ones that I shared today are a little bit more, um, long-term, you know, they're doable. They are, they're not going to be something where you're going to really have to, you know, put down a ton of willpower. Once you get in the habit and the routine of them, um, you know, they should come, you know, and slide nicely into your daily life and into your daily week and your month. So that's what I would say about the ones that I just shared today. So you might find other ones, but these are the ones that, um, again, across the board, you can pick one, or you might be able to find one of those that I shared today. That sounds something that you want to try. So now I'm going to talk about the benefits of this. So now that I shared the four different types, why would you want to do this? So this is something that my first teacher, actually, we, she was sharing with us about her fasting window. You know, she's like, I only eat between noon and six usually. And she just has a six hour of eating window. And we're all like, oh, that's intermittent fasting. And she goes, what? 
she didn't even know, you know, she's like, uh, Western science has caught up with it. And she's like, oh, Ayurveda has been practicing that, you know, 5,000 years ago. And so this is something that, again, has been exploring and there's been more and more benefits to having a fast or to not eating as much. Because even when I first started in the training world, we were told to eat six small meals a day and that keeps our blood sugar strong. But actually what they're finding is that's not great for us. Like we're just constantly, and especially Ayurvedically speaking, you're constantly, you know, putting fuel onto that fire and you think that fire is burning, but really you're smoldering it out. So depending on your digestion, and a lot of us don't have the best digestion, um, like you should be having regular bowel movements, like one to three a day, every day. And then there's consistency to the bowel movements that you can look at. So there's lots of different things like that layered onto it. But if that's not happening for you, then that means your digestion is weaker. And so that's why it's so important to make sure we're stoking our fire and we're having strong digestion before we, um, you know, start putting more and more meals on it because we can't fully digest what we just ate. So if you're eating every two to three hours, like you probably haven't digested what you, what you ate the first meal. So say you're eating 6 a.m., you're eating something, and then at 8, and then again at 11, you have a snack, and then you have lunch at 2, and then again at 4 before a workout, and then again in the evening at 7. So that's a lot of food just kind of all day long, you know, throwing on your fire. So that's why these fast. And that's why there's more and more research onto this. And one of the podcasts that I found super helpful is Rich Roll has been having a lot of um, podcast guests that have been talking about just fasting and how important it is to really play with this. And it is going to be an experience and an experiment when you first start. So anytime that you do any of these, if you're not used to it, those first, first few times, it can be kind of difficult. But the more that you train your body, like, okay, this is what we're doing. Um, the more it will adjust and adapt. Because I know a lot of times when I work with clients, when I have them do their early, later dinner, that first time and that first usually week, it can be challenging. They're like, I'm hungry at night. I want to eat something more. And I, you know, I say, try to resist that because if you're doing your big, you know, your big meal at lunch and you're having, you know, whatever for breakfast um, and minimal snacking, you don't need a ton at night. It's just going to take your stomach a little bit to adjust to the less food happening in the evenings. And it usually it always comes around, but it just takes a little bit of time and a little bit of practice. So that's what I would say about sticking with this. So other benefits of a fast, it decreases the risk of diabetes, decreases the risk of cardiovascular health. So any you know cardiovascular disease in the body, um, decreases inflammation, improved longevity of life, protects against cancer, reduce blood pressure, reduces oxidative stress, and it's a weight management tool. Um, and those are all reasons that we can do it. So most of us, again, are overfed and undernourished. So we're eating a lot, but we're not necessarily nourished. You know, we consume our calories and a lot of them are empty. So meaning we just feel that hunger because we haven't nourished ourselves. So sometimes that hunger pains are actually like, oh, I need to have more, you know, green leafy vegetables in my diet. So if we cannot digest our food properly, that will lead to the start of a dosha imbalance in Ayurveda, which then leads to disease in the body. So that fasting between the meals will help us fully eliminate our food and fully digest our food. So who should not fast then? Younger kids. So this is not advisable for kids. Uh, I actually had a sixth grade boy when I used to teach um, sixth grade for 
a total of one year. Um, but the, the one year that I did teach, uh, he broke his leg in fifth grade, like shattered his femur, which is one of the strongest bones in our body. And that's your bone between like your thigh and your knee. So that big bone, he shattered it. And it was because he would participate in fasting every year. He was only a fifth grader. His body was too little and um, it, it breaks their bones. So I would highly not advise this for younger kids. This is not a great thing to do. Um, anyone who's elderly, who is really frail. So I say, if you're 80, 80 and above and you're frail, not the best thing to do either. So you want to make sure you're getting enough nutrients and enough food. This is not something to do when you're pregnant or breastfeeding. Uh, menstruating, it's okay as long as you're not doing a deeper cleanse. So that, you know, that 12-day cleanse that I talked about, that naturopath doctor, that would not be something to do on your period. This would also not something to do um, that deeper cleanse. So like the Ayurvedic spring and fall cleanses, not a great time to do it when you're menstruating. Um, if you're underweight or undernourished, a cleanse there, intermittent fasting is not for you. Chronic illness. So if you have a chronic illness, not for you. And then finally, always consult with an Ayurvedic practitioner or a doctor before partaking in an extensive cleanse, you know, so that way you properly can go on and off of it. And then that again is for a deeper one. If you know that you're, you're okay with, um, you know, the 12 hour window, you might not have to consult with your physician, but if you have any, um, fears or any worries about it, definitely consult with a physician before you start any of these. And then finally, it can be damaging to the adrenals. So it can be, it can be for those who are not in a good circadian rhythm, which means those who are not getting good restful sleep. So if you're kind of a little out of whack, which a lot of the times if you're um, suffering from adrenal fatigue, sleep is a major factor of that. And so if you're kind of in and out of that, um, you know, rhythm with yourself, this is something not to do. So instead, intermittent fasting, it actually helps us regulate our blood sugar and helps teach you when you're truly hungry and when it's a craving. So it can help with the blood sugar. So sometimes I know that's a concern, but it actually will help you train yourself to know, okay, this is actually me being hungry or no, I'm actually just craving something. If you're doing a 12 hour fast overnight. That's the easiest on your adrenals. And if you're fasting for a number of days with no food, it would not be recommended while suffering from adrenal fatigue. So if you're kind of thinking, um, that 12 hour window, that one's going to be a little bit easier on your body than um, going maybe the skipping a meal one while you have adrenal fatigue. So how often can you practice it? it again, it really depends on the type of fast you're doing. So the 12 to 16 hour one can be practiced daily throughout your life. Um, and then most of the fasts that I list above, um, they can be practiced weekly or monthly, just depending on, on, um, what is best for you? So it really is like, how, how does your body feel on it? If you're really getting fatigued and so exhausted, then definitely um, that's not the fast for you. So you got to play with them. You got to see which one leaves you energized. They should make you feel more um, alive and have more energy and be more alert. If they're leaving you drained and feeling exhausted and just not fitting into your lifestyle, that would not be the one to practice. And so it can take a little bit of trial and error. And usually it, it could take up to a month before things stick. So not just trying it once and then giving up on it, go ahead and try it a few times, try it for a month, you know, plan out. Okay. I am going to work on this every day for the month of May, whatever that might be. Um, that's what I'm going to do with my skipping, um, or fasting for a 24 hour period. I'm going to try that for all of May, see how I feel. And um, I can report back to you in the podcast how it went for me. 
but that's what um, I want you to play with. So that's actually my weekly challenge this week also, is if your health permits, try one of the fasts that I listed above. You know, again, the, the easiest one to start with is that 12 to 16 hour window. And maybe you just have your early lighter dinner and don't eat anything until 12 hours the next day. All right. So that's what I have for you guys. Let me know any um, questions that you have, any concerns uh, over at, in, on Instagram at Andrea Clausen 21. And um, I will be back again in a couple of weeks with another uh, solo show. So let me know how you thought it went. I did this, did it a little bit more scientific one rather than, um, you know, kind of what's coming, but sometimes I like to throw in a little science in there as well. So thank you guys so much. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power Podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the Peaceful Power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.